This is Headshots, the psychology and gaming podcast with your hosts, Josue Cardona and Dr. Kelly Dunlap. So, Josue, I am so unbelievably excited. Do you, do you know why I'm excited? Um, I'm guessing it's because it's been 287 days since we've discussed a brand new episode of Black Mirror. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, I'm not excited that it's been that long. I'm excited that we get to talk about it because yeah. Black Mirror Season 3 up now on Netflix. Oh my gosh, I can't even. You know, we only had seven episodes before. Now we have a whole six more. It's I know. so good. Okay. Oh, oh, so good. So obviously this is Headshots. It's a game about uh, technology and gaming in particular and kind of psychology. And, you know, typically we we would talk about uh, Black Mirror on our other podcast, Psych Tech. But this episode in particular, which is the second in the series, it just, it was a perfect fit for Headshots. And I I think this is a perfect place to to talk about it. And so just kind of a upfront spoiler warning, we are going to dive into the episode. We are going to spoil it. So if you haven't seen episode two of Black Mirror yet, you and you want to, with it, you should probably go do that now. Just put us on pause and then come back uh, when you're done and after you've had like some time to process because this is a this is a heavy episode. As most episodes of Black Mirror tend to be. Yeah, this one, I have some feel, very special feelings about this one, but we'll we'll get into that. So I know it's, since it's been a while since we've done a, a Black Mirror recap, Josue, do you want to give the 30-second overview of the episode? I do, I do. And uh, one, one more housekeeping thing. If you want to hear us talk about all the other episodes of um, Black Mirror, that's all on Psych Tech. And, and that's kind of how we were born. And, yes. And, and headshots spawned from Psych Tech. We like Psych Tech very much. All right. Yes. And so I, I did. I decided not to read the whole Wikipedia thing. So 30 seconds. Um, there's this guy. His name is Cooper. He's trying to get away from some stuff. So he goes backpacking through Europe. He loses his money. So he's got to find a, a job. He uses an app called Odd Jobs and he finds a playtesting uh, play job. It's a playtest for a new AR game. And he does so well on the first one that uh, they ask they ask him to participate in the second one, which is a horror game, which taps into your fears and adapts accordingly to scare you. What? That is that is the premise for for this episode. Yes, that's a that's a really good synopsis because this episode gets. Well, to me, it got really convoluted until until the very end, where it all kind of kind of came together. Uh, so, I, I guess just kind of first impressions when you saw Cooper sneaking out of the house. What what were your thoughts? He was right. So he's closing the door very quietly. He obviously doesn't want anybody to know that he's leaving. He's looking back with like this look on his face, where there's obviously something. There's some reluctance there. He's not, you know running out of the house. And and I don't know. I, I didn't know. I had no idea what the reason could be. And and he doesn't seem super young, right? So it was kind of weird that he was leaving this this big house. We find out that he's actually, what, 23, I think? Is that what it somewhere, is? Somewhere. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, see, what, what got me was I saw the pictures on the wall, and I thought he was leaving behind his wife and kid. Oh, okay, okay. And I remember in the, just right at the start of the episode, I, I looked at my husband and said, if you ever snuck out on me and the baby, there is no place in this world that I would not track you down. And he just kind of laughed nervously. <laughs> but yeah, so so right off the bat, I don't really have the best uh, appreciation or like of this character, which I think really shaded how I viewed this episode. Because the first thing I think he's doing is ditching his wife and kid. Now, we <laughs> learn later that that's not actually the case. No. But that's how I approached what what he was going into. And I've got to say, the montage of him traveling the world, that might have been one of the best montages I've ever seen. Like ever? In, in any? Yeah. It yeah. <laughs> was pretty good. I mean, just like the, the, the quick cuts and the – it gave you the full experience of what he was going through and all the places he went in his trajectory and, you know, seeing him grow the beard. It was it was just incredibly effective. It, might not be the most best thing of all time. I'm not a film critic um, in, in any right, 
But to me, it, it just was a really powerful way to get across in like 10, 15 seconds everything that happened from the time he left his house up until he was in London. Yeah. And he used whatever that version of Tinder was that he was using. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely noticed uh, Tinder Tinder was there. So he's, he's in London. He's looking for a hookup. Obviously, he's swiping uh, left on all these lovely ladies. And all of a sudden, he swipes right, ends up at a pub. And he meets this girl. Sonia. Who they go and they hook. Sonia. Yep, they go. They hook up. And, you know, she helps him find this odd job. And then he, I'm kind of skipping through this quickly because this isn't really the interesting meat of the story, or at least the psych- psychological meat of the yeah, story. Yeah, and actually, since we, since, since Sonia doesn't really, is, isn't really an important part of it, because she really doesn't help him find a job, she just kind of pushes him in that direction. She's like, oh, that job, that one's actually pretty cool because she's a tech writer. And just a fun fact, she was in a very small portion of 15 Million Merits, which is the other big gaming episode of Black Mirror, oh. which was the second episode of season one, which would have been a Headshots episode if Headshots existed back then. And <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a, I had to look it up, but there's this uh, part where um, the guy is sitting on his bike and he's pedaling and there's a song that's playing. And the girl that's singing the song is, is the same actress. Oh, how cool! Yeah. I I love the the callbacks that they do. Yeah, those are those are awesome. Apparently, he wanted to use the song to play in the car while they were in a scene together, but because of uh, some sort of distribution rights, he wasn't able to use the song. But uh, oh, and and one more fun fact: uh, this actress is also in Ready Player One, which is a Steven Spielberg film, which is coming, which is all about. I mean. You probably know what it is, but it's about uh, virtual reality and virtual worlds. And so she's she's all in these gaming episodes and movies. Very interesting. All right. So Sonia won't come back into play for a lot later. Continue. Right. Right. So the first thing that kind of struck me was the uh, the game dev headquarters. And uh, it's it's like this creepy old castle <laughs> looking thing. And it's your traditional hipster open office super uh, – it doesn't look futuristic because it looks like something you would see nowadays, but only in the most posh or Google-esque kind of environments. Everybody's around and working and whatnot. The tech they're using and, looks pretty futuristic. There's like these yeah, uh, the, the like tech Google is. Glass type thing where they, they don't have an actual monitor and they're working there and they've got these like clear tablets. Yeah. Um and something else to that's important to keep in mind is that um, the reason he took this job was because he was obviously working odd jobs and he needed a little extra cash for in order for him to get home. And he, as part of that, Sonia, who we mentioned just a couple seconds ago, she lets him know that this would be um, more than more money. He would get more money if he was able to take a picture of whatever this project is. And this is, I feel like, a really critical piece to to make sure that's that's out there is that if you can get a picture of this secret project, that would be worth a lot more money than just doing the odd job itself. So kind of keep that in the back of your mind. Yeah. And so they he goes in and it's this, uh, to me, even creepier whitewashed room. And he basically signs away his life and opts in for a procedure where they embed some kind of little uh, node at the, the base of his skull. It's called a mushroom. That's right, a mushroom. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, and then he gets to play whack-a-mole, like a an alternate reality whack-a-mole, which I thought was really cute and really cool. And you know, and it works a lot like the AR we have now, um, right? Or, or we've had for a few years, not necessarily what we have now. Now we can now we have, you know, Hololens. But um, with with something like the when you bought your 3DS or your Vita three or four years ago, it would come with these cards. And you would put them on the table and then things would pop out of the cards and you would have that kind of effect, right? So he has like these coasters on the table and once they turn on the game, the coasters kind of like um, subside into the table, right? And then they become these uh, holes and and then, then the game starts and he's kind of freaking out. So one thing that always gets me, there's a, a trope in science fiction that putting some kind of node at the base of the skull is the best place to put it. 
uh, I mean, I, I know like in Star Trek, the Borg, they regenerate, they've got a node in the base of their skull and there's countless other examples. So I'm, I'm kind of curious why people think that's like, why is that the place? Cause where they're putting it is like the brainstem, which mm-hmm. is, you know, breathing and heart rate and things like that. But if you're inducing hallucinations, I, that's a different part of the brain. So I've always just been kind of curious why science fiction writers chose that particular point, if there's an actual scientific foundation for it, or if it's just kind of where it goes. I, I don't know. Uh, do I, you have- I'm not from the future, but my theory <laughs> is. <laughs> I thought you were. <laughs> um, that usually these things have like these tendrils is the idea, right? So they're connecting to way more than just that one spot, right? If you think about the matrix, it's like this huge rod that goes in there and you're actually wired up. And then this, they mention kind of those tendrils. And depending on different movies, there's always all these things sticking out of it. Um, so if you go down here, my guess is that you wouldn't have to penetrate the skull. You would just kind of go up the stem and then move in and, and not have oh, to actually penetrate okay. any bone. That makes a lot of sense. That, yeah, if it's at the if it's at the base where the skull and the spine connect, then there would be a space to. Okay, never mind. Uh, problem solved. So if I were to design this, that's the way I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> so he he's got this node. He's now seeing uh, little little gophers popping up on these cards, and this is the first part of the of the episode where I started to feel like okay. This is the twist is coming somewhere because the first time he sees this little gopher, it's very abstract and 2D, and then it becomes very 3D and then becomes even more realistic. And so just kind of watching how things are going and you know, knowing how Black Mirror likes to twist things, I'm thinking, oh, there's something special about him. You know, maybe maybe not everybody gets to maybe there's something special about him that he can see the 3D gopher when other people maybe normally don't. So I'm interested to know, Oswey, did you have that same kind of thought or were you still kind of along for the ride at this point? Oh, yeah. No, um, because, well, first of all, he's he's not a gamer at all, right? He kind of like makes fun of Sonya at the beginning and, and he makes all these stupid jokes when he walks into the castle. He's kind of obnoxious. And when that's happening, he's like flipping out and his reaction, you can see Katie, who is the assistant and is working with him. She notices, like, it it was because of her reaction that I thought, oh, like, it's not normal to see it all so well. Because, like, oh, it looks video gamey was the way he described it. It was was very – it was, like, 8-bit pixels, right? And then she upped the the textures on it, and then he was like, whoa. And she seemed surprised that it worked. Yeah. So that kind of caught me, like, okay, oh, I'm on to you, Black Mirror. Ah, I'm on to you. (laughs) And – then the game ends, and he gets taken to see the the head honcho, where they uh, plug him into another game. So now I'm thinking, okay, that was just a, like a calibration test to make sure that he could handle it, and you know, or, or now that he's in you know the super secret layer of the super secret game developer, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen now. And and yeah, technically you know, that first game was the job, and because yeah. she was surprised, she said hey, I think you would be a good candidate for this other thing that we're doing. It's more money yeah, if you want testing. to do it. Yeah, yeah. And and also to, to the point you made before about Sonia and the, like, take a picture of the technology, um, he took a picture, uh, he secretly took a picture of the device, and the device was the one that he got implanted to do the whack-a-mole game, right? Like, that, that was already the top secret thing. So... Oh, yeah, and that's, that's a really good to bring up because yeah. she had taken his phone... And turned it off mm-hmm. before they went in. And then when she had to step out, he turned it back on, which, again, is super, super relevant to a lot of things that come later. Yep. But, of course, you don't know it at the time. I mean, at least for me as a, as a games person, the idea that somebody would take your phone away or ask you to turn your phone off when you're deving something that's under NDA or a non-disclosure agreement, that just seemed like the next logical step. Yeah. So at the time, yeah. it, it didn't strike me as odd at all that he would do that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, he, but but the thing is that at this whole odd job was pretty much done at that point. It was the whack-a-mole game. That was the announcement as far as, you know, the audience and, and, and Cooper is concerned. And now it's like, oh, again, that's surprising. You did, you reacted in a way that not everybody reacts. Let's take you to another step. Is that okay with you? 
And, he and then, of course, we, yeah, we know going into this that this game designer is a master of horror. So I'm just, I'm waiting for something terrible to happen. And on top of that, I'm primed thanks to Josue, who sent me a text message saying, OMG, watch episode two with the lights on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm, <laughs> I'm super primed to be terrified. And as we've talked about many, many times, I hate scary things. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there, I'm holding on to a pillow and just kind of like bracing myself. And so they plug him in. Uh, to this to this next thing, and they you know make make certain to to note the time, which I also thought was really interesting. And I was okay. Where's where's this coming in? And then uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Then he they take him to the quote unquote haunted house or the the basically a, a physical location where they're deving the game. Yeah, the the Japanese Mark Zuckerberg, head of this video game company <laughs> in the castle, um, talks to him about you know how. This is well. He doesn't say much, right? But but in this in this interaction with Katie, who's the assistant, they explain that the they want to use that same technology to create a game that is a, again a, the next level of horror, which feeds off of your um, fears, right? Your own fears to create and and learns from your fears to create a horror game. So it adapts using a neural net, is what they say. So I, I have to ask Kosway. If there was a game that got into your brain and created a horror game around your darkest fears, what uh, what would that game have in it? First of all, I would never play that game. Oh, let's just, let's just, of course. Let's just establish <laughs> that right now. Okay, okay, established, duly noted. Um, what would it have? Um, heights, probably. It would have... So, so I'm I'm trying to think how I would answer this question before watching this episode, because now my 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 answer would completely change. But if you just asked me on the street that before watching this episode, I would probably say heights, um, bugs, definitely. And let me see, I don't know. I think jump scares would be it would just make me like, you know, throw the 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 game away or throw the controller or something like that. But if is are we talking an AR game? No, I'm just, just I'm just saying game. in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because so like before like, what pre- am I afraid of? episode two, yeah, pre, you know, pre play test. What would you think a game like that would be like? And then afterwards, I'm talking about. It, I want to come back and yeah, we can we can revisit that at the end. See see how your your fears have changed after watching this episode. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, but I think something um, like that. I think something with um, um, heights. Heights and bugs. Heights, bugs, probably are some of the things that just kind of creep me out the most, right? Like, so you must have been terrified of Wreck It Ralph when they were playing Call of Duty or Heroes Duty. Uh, well, that was kind of, there were, that was kind of like a, what's it called? Um, Starship Troopers, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's fun. Those are like oh, okay. Different. Those kind of bugs are okay. Uh, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't like talking about okay. bugs. Why are we talking about bugs? Okay, well, I'll 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 join in here. If I was to have a, a horror game of my deepest darkest fears, it would just be me going to the doctor and getting shots repeatedly, like having my blood drawn over and over and over again. Okay, because that that terrifies the crap out of me. So now that we've got that squared away, I've got our baseline terror so, squared away. So actually, I I do want to say that this is this is a really interesting question because if I had a if if you had a game where you're in third person and you're just seeing somebody get um shots all the time, right? Nope. That's not... Okay, that may make you feel uncomfortable, but that's completely different than if you were in a VR experience from a first yes, person. Yes, happening to me. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, and and again, now, now that I have my own virtual reality headset, I don't know if I've told <laughs> you this before, um, I have a very different perspective about lots of different games. I know I went on a rant <laughs> recently about this, but I was 100% right. There is, it is completely different. Okay, completely different. So, again, uh, just a game with lots of bugs in it wouldn't bother me unless they're, like, jumping out at you and things like that. And the sound of bugs in a third-person game would get to me. But in a first-person game, if if bugs were coming around, that would bother me. And if it was a VR game, it would be way, way worse. And AR would be even worse than that because then it is my my safe space is now covered in the things that I'm I'm scared of. Oh, okay. Why are we still talking about this? <laughs> because it's almost Halloween, and this is our Halloween episode. It kind of is, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, oh, this worked out perfectly. <laughs> Continue. 
Okay, so let's go back, I guess, to the episode. Where where were we at? So he was just about so to. So he agreed, yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, okay." And they activate the game, and he doesn't feel any different. And Katie walks him to the um, guest house of the creepy mansion, which is a creepy mini mansion guest house. Oh no, no, the, the creepy castle has a creepy mansion guest house. Yes. And that is where his um, this game is going to play out. And and before and I forgot to mention this too. When you asked me about a, a game like that, do you remember uh, this game called Nevermind? Yes. So I've never played the game, but over the years I've had concerns about the game because the idea behind the game is that it will help you control your heart rate, essentially, like a biofeedback game, by making the game scarier the higher your heart rate is. So the idea is that you need to learn to control your heart rate so that the game will scare you less. So I have always found that to be very aggressive, right? And and. And you have to control it using, you know, by 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 controlling your heart rate. It bothers me. And and uh, that game, uh, again, I've never played it, but the concept behind it and other games like it. It's not the only game. It's just the first one that I heard about years ago. Uh, th- there was there was a piece of the promotional material which has since disappeared. I've looked for it and I, and. So I can't actually prove that this ever existed, but I remember somebody on the team just looking at the camera and saying, oh, yeah, our goal is to scare the shit out of you. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. wait. That goes kind of against what what you're saying that the game is for. And he was like part of the PR team or something like that. And again, this game is is that, right? The the game in the the episode of Black Mirror is – supposed to not just scare you. That's not the way they sold it to him. They said, oh, it's going to learn and adapt to your fears so it can create a a horror game in a safe environment or something like that, right? And, right. and so again, that idea of taking information about what scares you to scare you more, I know is appealing to a lot of people, but if your goal is to help with anxiety or deal with, um, you know, controlling or addressing your fears, that's not necessarily the best form of exposure therapy, especially if it's not supervised. I don't know. I got issues with this. So this whole game, like I'm, I'm on edge from the very beginning, from the moment that they said what the game was going to be. And so now we come back to the show where you were, he he goes to this creepy mansion. He has Katie, the assistant, in his ear, talking him through it, right? And then, and then the game kind of starts. So at this point, I know what I'm thinking is, okay, he got the mushroom at the base of his brain. They gave him something to make sure that his brain would handle it, which was the gophers, and it did. And he did so well that they gave him something else, like the the next level. And again, this is just me processing in my brain. And then now I'm thinking about the the creepy mansion as just kind of almost like a LARPing environment, a live actual role-playing environment. Yeah. But instead of having other people, there's going to be uh, other things there created from his own fears. Uh, so that's kind of, again, this episode gets really complicated. So I'm trying to like plant little mile markers along the way. Yeah, and the difference is that the thing that gets added is the neural network, which is that's the part yes. that learns, right? So now it's- That's it's, the part that spreads through his brain and, yep. and it's connects reading, all the- And it's reading his mind and his memories. It's figuring out, yeah, what he's, what he's afraid of. And so- uh, at some point, right after this, I thought it, the episode started to drag because I felt like he spent a long time just sitting in the house not doing anything. And he drinks non-alcoholic wine. And so I started to think, well, maybe there's something in the wine or the fake wine. And then he also started reading, I think it was The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. I think that's what the book was mm-hmm. next to him. And so, uh, okay, I feel like there's all these cues that something's going to happen. And then finally, finally, and there's banter back and forth between him and Katie. And then he sees a picture suddenly change so that it looks like it's a picture of the house that he's in. And all of a sudden there's a light in the window of the house. And then there's a person and a shadowy figure in front of that light. And then it's gone. And so I'm thinking, okay, that's a very like classic, creepy, 
haunted mansion kind of thing, and then you hear stuff going on upstairs. And that was after oh, the spider, point, right? The, the spider was there's the after a, a spider no. that came after him. For so I'm not afraid of spiders, so that didn't really bother me. But I'm I'm interested. So I did that like spike your uh, your anxiety level when the spider came after him? Well, it did. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter recently, I saw someone post a picture of a Halloween decoration, and it was a vent in a wall with tons of cockroaches coming out of it. And they're all fake. But that that kind of freaks me out. Like if I walked into a bathroom and I saw that, I would freak out. Um, <laughs> so just the idea of a game starting to make me see bugs would – it, it, it honestly, it kind of it kind of makes me mad because <laughs> after I see a bug, I become like super hyper vigilant, and then sometimes anything I'll think it moved all of a sudden right in the corner of my eye, and it's just a cable or it's like something on the floor, and it's not a bug, but I'm thinking that it might be a bug, and I'm I get primed like that after I see a bug, right? So like for a couple of days, I'm kind of jumpy. So the idea, just the idea, that a game would start messing with me that way. Is infuriating. <laughs> Not scary, <laughs> just infuriating. Okay, so you're just mad. I'm, I'm just pretty mad. mad at this point, yeah. <laughs> All right, so moving forward, then the, kind of gets taken to the, the next level. Uh, he turns a corner and there's the digital representation of a bully that that he grew up with. And this bully had come up earlier during the episode too, so you're not totally surprised when you see him. And at this point, I, I almost... I almost kind of liked him, you know, that he, you know, his dark fear is this bully and he's confronting the bully and he's, you know, showing himself this isn't real. And I just kind of thought about, you know, with my own fears and when I've worked with people who have fears, you know, reminding yourself that at least in this situation, it can't hurt you. And just kind of having that mantra over and over again, that even though you were scared and you were startled, you're okay to just, you know, to kind of watch him bring himself back down and the mechanisms he used to calm himself down, I I kind of tapped into my therapist mode for a second when that was happening. I, uh, in, in retrospect, um, I always thought that that moment was kind of strange because he says, I'm not afraid of him. I just, it's just something oh. that happened, you know? And oh, I thought he was being just, you know, macho. Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not afraid of him. That, that's how I took it. So, it's up for interpretation, right? Yeah. But um, I think he wasn't afraid of him. It's something that bothered him. And even in the moment, he didn't – you're right. It looks like he's kind of like puffing up his chest and like, oh, like this is this is hilarious. Like this, is, this looks so real. And at first, he doesn't even realize that it's the bully, right? It's kind of like – he looks like a character out of an Edgar Allan Poe story – but it's actually this bully. And, but he, the fact that he says, like, it doesn't, this thing doesn't scare me. I think it was the neural net testing things out, you know? Like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, I tried this. I was like, oh, well, that had no reaction. I guess that, because uh, that was no good. And it was, it was also a very static, it was just a person standing there. Wasn't moving, wasn't saying anything, wasn't doing anything. Which to me is a lot creepier <laughs> than if it was moving. <laughs> but yeah, I think the way I see it is the neural net just trying. Like, hey, okay. I'm going to put this here. Let's see what happens. Oh, Testing. he just walked right through it. Okay. Yeah. And then probably my one of my favorite parts of the episode is he's back in the kitchen and he's going for more wine. And he opens a cupboard and the shot is framed. So you just see his face in the cupboard door. And I'm sitting there thinking... Oh God, he's going to close the door and there's going to be something right there. And then he says that exact same thing. He says, as soon as I close this cupboard, there's going to be something right there. And I really enjoyed that as kind of a nod to the audience and a nod to horror genre types of things. Mm-hmm. And that, that made me chuckle, which was which was nice. I needed a little bit of brevity in that moment yeah. to uh, to kind of recover. And then he closes it and then there's a shadow. And you're like, oh, well, that's not so bad. And the shadow starts to move. And it's a shadow it, of the guy stand that was standing outside. You can tell yes. it's a silhouette of him, of the man with the hat and the hair. And then it comes around the corner, and it's no longer the mat with the hair. No, no. It is something from Josue's nightmares. Yes, yes. It is a giant spider with a bully's face on it. <laughs> yep. Not okay. That that part. I mean, it, that was a jump scare, but it was also it was, it was very impressive. It was very good. <laughs> 
um, that that was uh, again. I see that as the neural net stepping up its game. It's like, oh, this little yeah, spider. You went after it. You killed it. The bully. Take this. A gigantic spider creeping around the corner with the guy's face on it. How about that? Yeah, it takes it. To me, the idea was that it took one fear and then it took something, another fear, and then it combined those two fears into one to see if maybe that was how it could intensify the the fear factor. So it made it bigger and it, it synthesized those two things together. So that was really gross and nasty. And I was like, oh, ew, 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 ew. And then... <laughs> So I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I still have like half an hour left in this episode. I don't, re- I don't know if I can take being in a haunted house for another 30 minutes. This is just not, not my scene. Mm-hmm. And then, and then she shows up. Sonia. And then Sonia, she's at the door saying, oh my gosh, you're in danger. We have to get you away. And then I, what I really enjoyed, at least in this part of this episode, is that I felt like my thought process and uh, Cooper's thought process were the same. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, just again, like I was saying, oh, there's going to be something behind the cupboard. I'm looking at her going, okay, are you real or are you fake? And then if, okay, you're real. So who sent you here? Because it doesn't make sense for you to actually be here. And that's exactly kind of the, the process he was going through. So I, I did enjoy getting to, I guess, enjoy might be too, the wrong word. <laughs> uh, I think that added to the the tension is that it's almost like my thought process is being played out on the screen. Um, and, and I had the opposite experience. I was like, why are you being so stupid, Cooper? She's obviously here to help you. <laughs> because they established that she is an, a reporter for – or a, a writer for like uh, tech companies, right? So it didn't seem – like she knew where he was. She knows more about that place than than he would have. So it didn't seem strange to me. And everything that's going on, again, I'm angry at this point, at this game. I don't want something like this to exist. <laughs> so she's actually representing me, right, <laughs> in coming in to like, man, this is not okay. We need to we need to get out of here. Like they are going to mess with you. People have disappeared. And I'm that's my fear. I'm like, man, get out of there. Like run out of that house. Nothing here. Nothing good is happening here. Get that thing out of you. Please just run away. I was glad to see her there. And there's this moment, right, where he's he's not sure, you know? He's like, but no, right. but how can this be? You can't be here. And then it goes to, to, to your point, right? He's rationalizing. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And ultimately, you were right. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. And uh, again, another point of levity for me is, you know, he asked, well, how could you possibly find me? I wasn't, I'm not at the development studio. I met some random guest house miles away and she's like well find my friends and he's well i don't have my phone and the reason that was funny for me was because i use find my friends to check my husband all the time (laughs) of course that's what it's for figure out when he's coming home or not you know so i can figure out when to start dinner and whatnot but i'm sitting here thinking ah i have that app i know exactly (laughs) and again it's just one of those moments where it kind of took me out a little bit which on one hand, was nice because I, I kind of got a break. But on the other hand, I felt like that made the dive back into the horror more extreme. Because instead of going from like scared to really scared, I went from scared to ha 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 to really scared. So it felt like a, a bigger floor drop. And then at this point, now so, I'm, I'm I've switched teams, right? Like he's he's absolutely oh, right. You're on my team now. Yeah, because he is. He was absolutely right. He didn't have his phone, right? He was rationalizing. How could you possibly? Be here, you know. So he was actually very quick on his feet in terms of figuring everything out and what was happening. Even that giant spider from before. It's there was a jump scare, but afterwards, he just kind of stared at it. Right? They're like this is really weird, and it was more no, creepy he kept than scary. Overcoming his fears. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, even when yeah. Or yeah, rationalizing even when Sonya stabbed him. Yeah, even when Sonya stabbed him. <laughs> yeah. So then once you find out that um, it, it's absolutely um, not true, like she is not – well, see, it plays with you, right? Because then you find out that she – there was no way that she could know that she, he was there. So then it's like, oh, well, I lured you here. You know, this was, this was all part of my plan. And then she grabs a knife and attacks him and stabs him and they fight. And it's a very, like, visceral, raw fight and – and he's got this knife sticking out of him and he ends up killing her. And he seems devastated, you know, like completely devastated that he had to do this. And I'm and I'm I can't I don't know what to believe anymore because 
now I'm convinced that she's just like a bad person and she works for this company who's doing bad things, which I hate be- and because I'm angry at them. And she's part of this whole trap where people disappear and then he kills her. And then I feel so bad for him because he had to do that and he's all confused. But then it's, everything disappears. The knife disappeared. She disappeared. None of that happened. Yeah, this is a part where I started almost switching off Team Cooper, I guess. I guess you and I are just trading spaces here. It's because when he's fighting with her, her skin peels off and she has a, a red skull. And I was like, wow, are we watching Captain America again? So it, it was just really weird. I'm like, okay, this is not obeying the laws of this game universe. I guess I went into game designer mode and it's like, that doesn't make any sense. This this doesn't obey the rules of the universe as, as laid out. So what is going on? And then it disappeared it's like, okay, well, maybe, maybe he had a, I mean, obviously it was fake. It had to be some kind of hallucination. And but the idea that this girl would rank up there amongst, you know, some of his biggest terrors. It's like, is this, is this some kind of commentary about how dudes are afraid of rejection? I don't, I don't know what's going on anymore. Well, it was more a betrayal. Right. Than a rejection. Right. So it could be a fear of betrayal. Or of being stabbed. I mean, that that's real. So he was stabbed before, remember? He actually had a scar on that same exact spot from the bully. Oh, I forgot. I didn't think about that. Listen, nothing in Black Mirror happens by, by accident. accident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so anyway, this this happens and he decides he's done. Like he, he felt like he was stabbed. He experienced being stabbed even though, I mean, his brain processed it as if it had happened. So it might as well have happened. As Morpheus said and in The Matrix... The brain makes it real. Exactly. Or as we we say in therapy, you know, your perception is your reality. And if it feels real, then it feels real. So he's like, I'm done. I'm done. He says the safe word and he is totally done. And she's like, okay, well, you have to go to this door on like the third floor. And I'm like, oh, no, you're going up a creepy staircase and it's dark and it's the door at the end of the hallway. And again, I'm like, once again, I feel like I'm right back with Cooper because he's having the same. He's vocalizing the thoughts that I'm having. Uh, There's going to be something behind the door. There's going to be something scary. I really don't want to be here. And. But what he thinks is behind the door is the most interesting thing. Yeah, he thinks. So he spent the entire episode avoiding speaking to his mother. Yeah, she kept calling and he kept ignoring. Mm-hmm. So he's something's going on there. And he he expresses uh, his fear in this moment, which is that he's going to find his mom behind his door, like hanging from a pipe or, or dead, or she's going to be in there. I just know what she's going to be in there because that's what he's most afraid of. And And at this point, again, I'm still angry at the game more angry now and i'm thinking that's exactly what's going to happen like they're going to this is this throughout the entire episode the one thing we know about you is that you have some problem with your mom right now and that is the last thing that you want to deal with and you don't want to deal you don't want to see your mom you don't want to talk to your mom but you don't want to see that right like that's the worst possible thing that could happen right now and and it's oh man yeah i, f- I feel for him in this uh, at this moment i'm really hoping that that's not what's going to happen but i was expecting that that's exactly what this stupid neural net is going to do to him. <laughs> so he goes and and I, if I remember it at this point, something really struck me. Katie, who's in his ear, telling him that he has to do it. And he keeps hesitating, keeps hesitating. And then she says, would you kindly open the door? And then he does it. And I just kind of sat there for a moment. And I was like, dude. That's just like in Bioshock, where where Jack is compelled that he has to he has to comply if someone says "Would you kindly?" And so now I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> oh, good catch. Is this in the game world? Is this just a sh- like a, an Easter egg for game nerds, or is that kind of what's going on? Has the neural net expanded to the point where you know now he can have influence words? And so all that's spinning through my head before he actually opens the door and finds. Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. A, a big bed. A really just a room. Really big bed. Yeah. Um, yep. But then the door vanishes behind him, as is, <laughs> as is every horror well, trope. Because 
So, so because Katie, Katie's going uh, like for a while while that whole thing with Sonia was happening, they got disconnected, so she supposedly couldn't uh, communicate with him. And now she's like, yeah, yeah, step in. And then once he's in, he's like, yeah, this was a trap. We just needed to get you up here. Yeah, I, w- I was testing Steven. to see if I had broken you so you would obey commands without hesitation. Yep. And obviously, we have. <gasps> and I was like, oh, man, this is why psychologists get such a bad rap. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now I hate them. I hate them more. <laughs> I'm angrier. <laughs> the door disappears behind him. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then he he looks into a mirror. Is that what happens next, right? Uh, yeah. He- and, and he slowly, like what's happening now, right? There's really just this slow process of him not remembering who he is. Which call, yeah, which calls back to his fear, or rather um, learning that his dad had Alzheimer's and couldn't remember things. And so now he's experiencing the same thing. So that's the part that killed me. This is the part of the episode I was like, oh. So that is. This is why he's avoiding the whole situation. His dad uh, died of Alzheimer's. He couldn't, like, this is the one thing he can't deal with right now. Yeah. This is worse than finding his mom dead in there, right? This is like his deepest, darkest fear. That stupid neural net found it. And the way it 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 um conveyed it to him is by making him forget who he was, where he was. He couldn't remember his name. And by the end of it, he's just like, I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I am. And the worst part is he doesn't he doesn't realize that he's playing out his greatest fear. The stupid game just did it to him. Right. And he's at this point, he can't, there's he's not, he's not even aware because he's, he's, he can't remember anything. Yeah. And, and the, the processes that it's tickling are the processes that process reality. So it's just kind of dallying away in there. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, where, where do we go from here? You know, if you've forgotten everything and then it gets worse because that's what black mirror does is it makes things worse. And, you know, Katie and them come in and she's like, yep, throw them away with the others. Like, oh, the others? Oh, my gosh. How many people have they done this to? And they, they start dragging him away. I'm like, oh, my gosh. How how terrible. And he's like crying and screaming. And then all of a sudden. I don't know who I am. Yeah. I don't know who I am. And then suddenly oh. they, they pull him out. And he's back in the, the office. Oh, you lasted one second. And I was like, What? He's in now. He's in the first office with the whack-a-mole game, right? He's there at that desk is where they. Oh no 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 no! no, no. You're right. You're right. He's in the office with uh, uh, Saito. Yeah, Shu. Um, Shu and yeah, Shu and yeah. Um, yeah. Katie. And they're like, oh, yeah. you lasted. You lasted one second here. Let's let's unplug you and send you home. Yep. He was like, yeah, nope, that was that was horrible. He's like, I can't do this. This is the worst. Yep. I can't. Um, and so he he gets um like they re- they immediately remove the mushroom from him. It's like, no, no, it was too much for you. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. And he's obviously pissed. I'm pissed. I can't believe he had to go through all that. Because then now you learn that he was aware. Like now he can remember that he forgot everything. Yeah. Which is well, which is somehow way worse right <laughs> way way worse and then and then he goes home right you're right you're right and then i start to worry I'm like okay you just you just went through something really traumatic what what is going to be waiting for you at home and again Who at this point yeah. at this point i still think he le- he left his wife and child behind <laughs> so i think he's coming back i'm like i hope they moved and i hope they left his ass How still dare at you? this point yeah yeah huh I just, I just took for granted that, you know, yeah, they talked about his dad having Alzheimer's and, and passing away, but I didn't necessarily connect that to him sneaking out of his house. So We did do an episode on projection. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. He goes goes into the house and his, he sees his mom and his mom is crying. And this is where I'm figuring out that, oh, wait, he didn't really leave his family. And then she doesn't know who he is. And so now I'm thinking, oh my gosh, okay, so his dad has Alzheimer's and died. Does his mom also have has Alzheimer's? Is that why he left? Who's been taking care of her? Has she been alone? What is going on? Well, that's that's where I'm at. Where, where are you at at this point? I'm thinking, 
wait a minute, if she doesn't remember who he is, then was she calling the phone thinking that she was calling her husband and that's why Cooper didn't want to answer the phone because he didn't want to deal with his mom also having uh, Alzheimer's and not remembering him because he had already gone through that with the father and he yeah. didn't want to have to repeatedly say, Mom, it's not Dad, it's me, it's Cooper. Like All this went through my mind. And honestly, it's like four seconds that they give you to think something like this. But that's where my mind went. Yeah. And then I thought, this is the end. This is the end of the episode. Like, wow, what a, what a crappy way to end. <laughs> but it gets worse. <laughs> because, yeah. So. You, oh, go for it. Uh, he just. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. He just kind of starts falling apart, doesn't he? Yeah. In the yeah. room, he yeah, just yeah. kind of. And then. Suddenly, we are back. In the in the white room where he with the whack a mole with the whack a mole that he was playing at the very very start of the episode, and he's dead. <laughs> well, he's having a seizure, or okay, right? he's like yeah. convulsing at that point, and she's trying to stop it and she can't stop it, and then she realizes that the phone had rung right at the beginning of the. Of the playtest. Of the playtest. So go back to the phone that we talked about at the very beginning of the episode that he had snuck in, that he had turned on to try and get a, a sneak, a secret picture. That phone is now yeah. ringing. Yep. And then his mom had been calling him the whole episode, right? Mm-hmm. So Katie turned off the phone. He turned it on. He took the picture. She was coming back. So he scrambled, right, to close everything and hide everything. We never saw him turn off the phone. He obviously never turned off the phone. And the phone is ringing, and it's right next to the computer. So it's kind of that effect that if you know, if I had a computer next to the microphone, it might sound like you know, interference, staticky. It would sound pretty bad. And yeah, he's convulsing, and and he he dies. He's he's actually dead. <laughs> well, I don't believe and, anything at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really hard. Um, like again. Layers upon layers. And Black Mirror, the way I always describe Black Mirror is that it takes an idea uh, in technology, like a technological advance or a concept, and it pushes it to the extreme. So, I mean, wh- where are you now at this point? Like, he's dead. There's a conversation between um, Katie and her boss that I'll get to in a second, but where are you now? That there's a lot of inception going on, and I don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah, but he's dead. He's definitely dead. This is definitely, (laughs) as far as we know, the end of the episode. Yeah. And so here's the interesting part. When they, when they're talking, he says, uh, the the boss, uh, I keep saying Saito. Saito is his name, right? I think. Yes? No? Maybe? Maybe. I remember his first name was Shu. I remember that. Okay. We'll call him, we'll call him Shu then. Um... Shu and Katie are are talking, and they, you know, they he's like, "What happened?" And she says, "This phone rang, uh, and it caused interference when we were uploading the program, right?" Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what. And then he started having a seizure. He started convulsing, and it's like, "Oh, you should have turned off." I was like, "I did. I don't know what happened, right?" But. Do you think that that is it? Or do you think that when the game was starting, the phone rang and he saw that it was his mom or he thought it was his mom and that's what messed up the whole um, like install update thing? I guess I kind of took it at, at face value that when they said the phone interference interrupted um, the the upload because they also mentioned that because of the interference, all of his neurons fired at once. So 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 they I don't I don't remember if they said well regardless of, of what they said he said that's that's what happened right after right or that's what happened during that and I'm just wondering if it's he was so anxious about talking to his mom that he the combination of those two things at one time essentially fried his brain. 
So uh, after this episode, that's a leap. I know, but I'm just saying. Well, I don't. I don't really have a, a strong position to come from because at the end of the episode, I I looked to my husband who I was watching it with and said, "I don't hold on. I don't really get it. Like what." What really just happened? And so he he mentioned um, a short story called An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, which I had never heard of. But it's what this episode is based off of, is uh, this short story is all about a guy who's um, about to be hung. And right before they drop the plate out from underneath him, he escapes and goes and sees like his wife and his family and goes and visits and does all these things in his life. And then like the last sentence of the book is that the floor falls out from underneath him and he's hung. So it's the idea of uh, the cliche of your life flashing before your eyes. And so that's kind of what I was thinking about with this episode is that he, when the upload started, the phone rang. And so the program, the program ran, but it's, his entire life flashed before his eyes. Um, But particularly the things that he was afraid of, because that's what the game was designed to do. So it took all the things he was afraid of and flashed them before his eyes. And then he died. I disagree with that because everything that happened was after like his, his, the life that flashed before him was what happened was post that moment. But I, I thought that was the game. I mean, like, the everything that happened to him while he was in the house was stuff that came from his past. So the stuff that he was afraid of was the spider and the bully and mm-hmm. um, being betrayed by Sonia and his father and his mother. And so that, that in my mind, was the, set, the present setting was the game, but the gotcha. life flashing before his eyes was all of his past history being projected into that moment. Okay. Okay. And again, I, I don't know if that's yeah, right yeah, yeah. or wrong. That's just no, no. There is no right or wrong. That's just as mu- as 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 good of a uh, like insight as um, as me thinking that it was his. Like, he couldn't take his mom calling. Like it was, he wasn't prepared for that. Hmm. Interesting. This is one of those where we could we could talk about it for <laughs> for a very long time. Although I I do Black Mirror always has a really strong usually has a really strong message at the end. It usually has to do with social commentary and technology. And I took away two two main things from this episode. One, call your mother. <laughs> like, this is the biggest call your mother push I've ever seen. Um, and two, I got the sense that this is an episode about it's not technology that is bad, but it's how we use it. Because if he had just followed directions, if he had just turned his phone off, he would still be alive. At least that's that's how I figured it in my brain because I thought it was the phone that caused the interference and I, I believe that. So to me, if he had followed the instructions, if he had put his technology away, he would be alive. So again, it's not the tech that's doing bad things to him. The tech didn't kill him. In this sense, he killed himself. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Or Sonia, depending on how you look at it. She told him to take that picture. Um, yeah, she did. Or his mom by calling, which oh, yeah. is super dark. <laughs> or Katie for leaving the phone there. So there's a or lot Shu of for inventing this stupid mushroom. <laughs> that stupid neural net for being so horrible. Yeah, but I, I do think it the, the message I took away from it was, you know, use technology responsibly and follow the rules and call your mother. So I've got, I got one more for you. Okay. Okay. Lay it on me. The last thing that happens on the episode, okay, is that she tells him how long he lasted and, and, the, and she says, okay, put that in the report. Mm-hmm. So she fills out this report and in the comments section, she says, experiment lasted 0.04 seconds. Yes. Okay. Would you like to know what that refers to? It is the minimum consciousness time interval. Oh. The brain functions of awareness and report operate at a fraction of the overall speed as measured by time passage of self-conscious alertness to a stimulus, which occurs instantaneously with no time delay. Okay. So you're very smart, but I don't think you're reciting that off the top of your head. You, I am not. I am absolutely reading that? this. And I'm reading this from a, I think it's called the physics of brain science or something like that. I'll put it in the show notes because I forgot to take, I copied the, the text and I forgot to copy the book that I got it from. 
But and let me translate that for you, right? So, <laughs> so what it says uh, is that everything that's happening around you is is happening and it's hitting your brain all at the same time. But your brain has to actually process that stuff, and to process something, it takes 0.04 seconds. So this actually kind of uh, supports um, the the life flashing before your eyes thing, um, because he only had that like he was just everything fired off at once. Like this is this is what that was like for him. Like that's all that could happen in uh, that's how long it would have taken to process all that information, right? But the way that time passes for us is not the same thing that's going on inside uh, your brain. So I thought it was really interesting. That they, that they use that at the end because, again, now, lately I've had on my mind the idea of, again, VR and having these brand new experiences that you could never have before and the intensity of some of these things, the intensity of anything, right? But the fact that now we can create these artificial intense, uh, these artificial experiences that are so intense and the idea that in 0.04 seconds, right? Again, according to the show, um, he was able to have all of that. You know, how far would that technology, if it existed ever, what would happen? Like what would happen in terms of our, our, like how much could we do in less time because of an advance in technology like that? Like, yeah, this is a horror game. Everything went completely wrong, but there was still a back and forth. And there was also the idea of that neural net. And the neural net is artificial intelligence that is able to learn, right? It's machine learning. It is wired just like uh, a brain would be wired in terms of neurons firing. And these neural nets are essentially the, – the, the one thing to keep in mind is that they learn and adapt, and you see that process happening throughout the entire – through his experience. It is always testing, learning, adapting, testing, learning, adapting, testing, learning, adapting. And that whole experience that he had, which was an emotional roller coaster for me, and I'm still angry at that stupid neural net just thinking about it, it's – all of that was able to happen in 0.04 seconds. And that is the most horrifying thing to me, <laughs> that we could – the idea that technology would, would give you that horrific experience um, at your – like at the level – at the brain level we're talking about, right, in an amount of time that, you know, is is so, so short, um, that is the true horror story in my eyes. <laughs> Oh, Black Mirror. Yeah. I mean, they... Mm. Mm. <laughs> I, and this is this is always what happens to me after I watch an episode is I just kind of sit in silence for a while and try to figure out what just happened to me. And I can't wait to go watch another episode. Uh, I'm all, I've, Like I said, I've done one and two. Can't wait to see three. And we'll... Uh, oh, yeah. It's something very, very... It's good brain food, which I guess is pun intended in this this episode, because I, I love that it stretches the idea just just a bit. Like this isn't some far flung future. Everything that happens in these episodes is stuff that I could see happening relatively soon, and I think that's what adds to their um, to the punch and to the the unease that they that they make or that they make me feel. Um, and and that that's an excellent point because all of these things may sound very science fiction, but these are things that people are talking about. We're we're talking about brain implants. We're talking about brain, um, you know, human computer interaction. What would that look like? And no one really knows what it would actually be like if it were in fact possible to connect a computer and a brain. Because both of those things can run really fast. And that's kind of the, the the point at the end. And we're we're talking about things that sort of exist right now. AR is not um, a fantasy, right? The Hololens is very impressive, and even like cheap AR is impressive. VR is impressive, and neural nets are a real thing. We just don't adapt them to this context. So there's there, there's a lot in this episode, and. <sighs> Nine episodes now straight. You've you've made me feel extremely uncomfortable, Black Mirror. Thank you. GG. Thank you very much. 
So, yep, uh, I guess the, the most important part of this episode as we wrap up here is call your mother. That's I guess. <laughs> I think I'm going to go do that right now, actually. I'm going to go I'm gonna go call my mom. I think a lot of people are going to call their mom after watching this episode. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully you all enjoyed our deep dive here into Black Mirror, episode two of season three called Playtest. You should definitely, well, by this point, you should have che- checked it out. Otherwise... You should go watch it again and see see how right or wrong we were. And we'd love to hear your feedback, especially since we had such differing experiences watching the, the episode. So let us know. And if you want more episode coverage, as Josue mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, you can go check out Psych We did all six episodes, uh, seven, I think, including the uh, the Christmas special. So mm-hmm. and they're oh, all yeah. uh, all the episodes are on Netflix, too. So you can you can binge watch if you can tolerate <laughs> tolerate that much cynicism. And uh, and suspense, but yeah, that's it for here us here at Headshot. So we will catch you again in two weeks. <laughs>